again. You know what that means. It's time for the AEW podcast. I am your co-host, Jordan Duncan. With me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Reich. Andrew, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm a little busier than I expected. I, I was expecting to... I, I, I have to... We, we have to... We have to catch up the listeners. Mm, um, okay. I am uh, I am responsible for all AEW events outside of Chicago, Florida, Texas, and California. So only about four or five shows a year. Only four about like the house shows. I ran the house shows, yeah. but double I or nothing t- though. But I I mean Las Vegas is one of my little outliers, and I booked it all up and. I think we, I think we got something. We got a live rampage. You know, the blood. Uh, Steve Willie's on dial with me as the blood collector. We should be ready for anarchy in the arena. So, we got all of our ducks in a row. And oh shit, that's my personal tone for Tony Khan. We're buds. Okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Hey yo, Tony K. Andrew's taking a call right now. Chicago fell through, huh? Uh oh, that doesn't sound good. Oh, well, what other? places where you're looking at maybe like texas california oh no what no no don't say daily's place don't say did daily's you talk place. to jeff about this don't say daily's place oh this is jeff's idea a fucking course it is oh no did you talk to qt marshall oh no this doesn't sound that that good. that is true nobody gives a fuck about qt marshall <sighs> okay tony k I got some bad news. Oh no, it sounded bad. Yeah, um, collisions not happening in Chicago. I, I got, I'm gonna be busy this week. We're going to India. Oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Is you Power ever... Yudi gonna collide with Nick Collison? So, have you ever heard of Anarchy in the Rinka King? <laughs> and because our king supposedly gets in the Rinka this King. Is... This is going to be the main event of the first collision. Um, so, we do have a Dark Dynamite. I know I usually give that to you, but this time I'm going to jump it. Um, we have a Dark Dynamite where Tony Khan is leaving literally everyone in the dark until Wednesday to say what location is going to be collision. The rumor is that it's either definitely going to be the United Center, which it was planned for all along, or... It's going to be at Daly's place in Jacksonville. Yeah. And I, I, let me ask you this: Do you think this is just a giant work? Yeah, I do. And here's what, here's the main reason. Like, I see reports like from the AEW hating trolls are like, "Oh, Collision ticket sales are low," and I'm like, "How are they selling any tickets if they ha- don't know where it's at?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, and, it, and then you got to refund the tickets of right, the Chicago exactly. show. Now. Listen, I don't think Dave Meltzer's lying. I don't think WrestleTix is lying. I mean, I, they're they're doing their data. So I think no, that part cre- I don't think is a work. Yeah, I think there is. Cre- what I'm only all I'm trying to say to piggyback your point is that there is credence to the fact that the ticket sales are not moving because CM Punk is not on the on the billing. I I do think that's an important factor. If there if CM Punk is there, you know that's it's. We talked about this with um, All In and how. You're going to get this huge turnout for the London show. Mm-hmm. It's up to 61,000 now. And it's going to be like the tail wagging the dog because now that you have this huge turnout, you are almost feel beholden to have like a mega card to match it. Whereas with, I'm not sure if they have to have the greatest event mm-hmm. of all time in London. 
I think just having a good show is enough. Whereas for CM sure. Punk and his presence on Collision, this is definitely the tail wagging the dog, Jordan. Yeah. Like, I think you need him, to be honest. I mean, the the best way to appease angry fans is to give them a good show. So, like, you can... You can make up for it, but it's got to stink if, like, it's got to stink over it if it doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's been the problem with Rampage almost from the get-go is that it got that stink, and that stink never went away. No. Because um, so they if tried, you start the new show like with a stink. <laughs> like, yes. Correct. Yeah. That, and, you know, and so I, I thought the idea of Rampage at first was a great idea. I thought it was, like, going to be a compacted version of Dynamite. It's sure. like, man, if you think Dynamite's breaknet, wait till you see this, like, kind of thing. I thought it was going to be that, like, a, just a wild crash TV kind of thing. Yeah. Um. It And then it just deviated into, we're just going to use this as spillover to push guys and <laughs> maybe have the random, a randomly good match that we just didn't have on in we didn't have time for on dynamite kind of thing yeah um this is different and i think the fact that it was spotlight i'm I'm talking about collision guys that the fact that it was spotlighted in the warner discovery upfronts along with you know announcing max instead of hbo max uh not friedman uh and uh and other ventures that they're going to do with warner and tlc and discovery and the fact that they put this one sort of right at the forefront of the of the presentation with David Zasloff and you know Kathleen Finch, who runs that side of Turner, I think I think Collision will be a big deal. It's a two hour show on Saturday nights, and Saturday Saturday on Turner programming was a staple for for pro wrestling. And I'm looking at the logo right now; it looks like WCW Monday Nitro. Yeah, I, I think that's intentional. Yes, very very intentional. You know, and. It's going to be live, pal. So I, they're going to be able to get some excitement out of this show. I think the ratings, I think the ratings are going to show that people are going to care about this more than Rampage. Was that, long story short, I think it's well, I they think couldn't, they couldn't care less than Rampage. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, Rampage's um, numbers have like. I think they've it's bottomed bad. out. I don't think they can get much worse than they are. But Jordan, like, it has not been on its normal time slot in like. Only once in the last two months. Yeah, that's that's an issue. That's I mean, the show itself normal. is not good, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, with DVR, I, DVRs, everyone has a DVR at this point, obviously. But, Correct. But like, if you were sitting at home on Friday and like, okay, guys, it's time for Rampage. Like, the last time you could have actually watched it on a Friday night was I probably before the playoffs for the basketball playoffs started, huh? Or NHL, uh, they yeah. have NHL playoffs on TNT, don't they? They have the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, sometimes they would have spillover with Major League Baseball playoffs, like yeah. the play-in games and stuff. Uh, but that was usually on TBS, to be quite honest. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, they they have things that they they have things that would be a problem. That's why they that's why Dynamite moved from TNT in the first place for um um for for Dynamite on Wednesdays because there was just too much over, there was too much like overlap with yep. like the Stanley Cup coming the TNT and then the NBA playoffs taking the forefront and it was just bumping them over and over again. I mean, Raw dealt with it on USA for a long time, but that was because like it was just the dog show and <laughs> which is hilarious right. now. I know. And uh and the US Open tennis for 2 weeks. And those were the only times where they got bumped. You know, and then all the other times they could pretty much run their own 
their own thing. Now that's not the case anymore with with Raw. I don't I don't think Raw gets bumped by anything. Andrew, can and, you hear my creaky chair tonight? A little bit. Yeah. Is it as creaky as my uh, as my ringtone? <laughs> yeah. Can we can we discuss that for a minute? Um, is that like part of your contract? Is that a choice? <laughs> what led you to that? Well, Billy Gunn threatened to beat the shit out of me mm. if I didn't use it. Yeah. And, and listen, Billy Gunn a, a man a who beats his own man. children on television is is not messing around. <laughs> Yeah, they got a match too in this double or nothing somehow, some way. Um, but yeah. we'll we'll dive into all of that stuff. But like, I just want to kind of wrap up the collision talk because we don't really have much. It's going to be on June seventeenth. The poster looks swank. Yeah, um, cool. they got they got people you haven't seen too much. Uh, like like uh, Andrade, um, Thunder Miro. Rosa, Hero, uh, the House of Black, pretty much NXT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then the one that I see on the top left. That had a rumor had kind of peaked out that um, CM Punk would be interested in feuding with him is Samoa Joe. So you might see you might see like a lot of you know a lot of not fresh faces, but a lot of people you don't see normally on the Dynamite programming. Uh, or I mean, MJF is going to be on both shows. It's mm-hmm. pretty obvious. And Orange Cassidy is just at a point where you know. <sighs> People say this a lot, but it's true. Like, you know, the title shouldn't make the person. The person makes the title. Orange Cassie has made the international championship. Like, that thing oh, matters yeah, no question. because of him. No question. Like, he, he is having freaking bang. Like, sounding like Sheamus, he is having banger after banger. Like, his match with Daniel Garcia was fantastic. He's going to have a match with Kyle Fletcher on Dynamite that I bet is going to be fantastic. Um,. We talked about the one with Wheeler Yuta that he had maybe about a week or two ago. That was really, really good. Mm-hmm. So he's just like – he's just churning it out. And uh, now, I mean, he's going to take a break for double or nothing, right? Uh, from singles action, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we can talk about that in a sec because double or nothing is this weekend. Um, what? Along with uh, – isn't there an NXT show on the same – is it? Are they head to head directly? It's the same day, Jordan. Yeah, it's, I knew the same day, but are called, they like airing at the same time? I don't believe it's airing at the same time. I want to say it's in the early afternoon, but I could be wrong about that. I gotcha. haven't been following it that close. It's called Battleground. Yeah, that's but, all. I by the way, I think worst thing about Collision. Uh, listen, I, I'm all for like uh, wrestling company success and. You know, we talk about low ticket sales or this or that. The fact that uh, the network is giving them another show, I think, is proof that fans shouldn't worry right now. But having said all that, it just does mean that we're not going to have any more Saturday pay-per-views from AEW, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, and and also the Friday, the Friday rampage that would be before the pay-per-view. Like, we're going to have a live rampage in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. That will go away. Now Rampage is completely in the Bowery. It's mm-hmm. going to basically be, we tape, almost like what WWE has for main event, or what WCW Saturday Night was in the late 90s when Nitro and Thunder kind of became the premier programs. It's just going to be a show that exists, um, that they're going to have for enhancement talents, getting the crap beat out of them, and have a, have a randomly good match every now and then for people that don't always get shine on on the <laughs> weekly AEW programming. And that's okay. Like some people, Guys got to get their reps. 
some people will be willing to take that. You know, I was on national television and like, and I had a good one, like a Willow Nightingale. I oh, by the way, shout out to Willow Nightingale. She beat Mercedes yeah, Monet, New Japan Strong Champion at the New Japan show. Yeah. yeah, so like, say she has an awesome match on Rampage. Well, now she's you can say, yeah, you had that really awesome match on national television. So yeah. you can bounce, you can you can extenuate that into Dynamite and uh, and and Collision, but. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be different. I will, I will say this too. I don't. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. I did notice also that the the background graphic of Collision looks like a control center, which is how WCW Saturday Night was in the late '90s, where they had the the robotic control center. So just it just gives a very WCW vibe mm-hmm. when I watch when I look at the setup for what they're gonna do. Now, gotcha. what they're gonna do as a show, I have no clue at all. I there's rumors that Punk was going to book it, then Punk's backing out because he wants Ace Steel to be part of the producers, and it's just a whole lot of scuttlebutt. I think it'll all be resolved by the time we get to June, to be honest. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, we're almost at June. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, like, by the time, when they announce the announcement, you know, it, uh, for the, the thing that I did not like about that was the fact that Tony Khan is a major announcement. Now, some people will say that, oh, well, it was disappointing because they didn't announce the TV deal on top of it. All I'll say is this. I would not be shocked if rivaling promotions threw that out there to put cold water on it. That's all I'm going to say. Like, they knew that the, that the announcement was collision, so they're going to say they're going to let out like leaks to the media of like, oh, I heard it's going to be a TV deal. Mm. And so when it isn't a TV deal announcement, they're like, oh, that's it, you know, kind of thing. But I so, also think, I'm, too, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't think announcing a TV deal is really what people tune in for. Like, no. I'm not like, hey, man, I can't wait for Dynamite to see if Tony has a four-year deal. Like, yeah. I don't care. I want to watch <laughs> wrestling. Like Now, for you and... For you and I, like, it's going to be like the, the meme in Scrubs where they do the I told you so dance. Like, it's it, for those fans, yeah, it does feel like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Andrew, you want to like, hear a, um, a confession? Yes. I've never seen an episode of Scrubs. Damn it. So there's a funny part where when somebody's right, they do an entire Broadway dance singing I told you so. Oh, okay. Um, I do but, know that Scrubs uh, is where the Fortnite dance came from. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like in, in the game Fortnite, you get like a a dance when you. That's got to be I told you so dance. Maybe, I'll send it to but you it, afterwards. A video but, uh, of me doing it. The thing is that I think a lot of people on the internet who are big AEW fans, they look at this as like, you see, we we are in the big time, or AEW is the big time, like like. I'll give you another old phrase. So we talked about um, brand recognition between WWE and AEW and how WWE is very strong. They're Coca-Cola. And I had tried to mention, well, maybe AEW wants to be like Pepsi or Sprite. And you said, well, it's more like Starry if you look at the numbers. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's sort of an upstart brand that is hip or like Bang Energy. Like it's like hip with the kids. But in terms of market share, it's not anywhere near like what people like think it is. The thing is, though, if the TV deal does happen to where the rumors are going, which is like well over a billion over like a four-year period, it it does become Pepsi, you know, 
Sure. Like I don't I don't know if you need the Pepsi man, the man with the Pepsi tattoo involved, but <laughs> like it, it does feel like you need to have all your star power in tow for this collision show to work. I agree with you on that one for sure. Yeah, I mean I guess it depends on what 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 the comp- what the network defines as working because I can't imagine a Saturday evening show is going to produce super high ratings. And if that's what they're expecting, then even And you're going to be competing against college football. You're going to yeah, be competing exactly. against so NFL like, Saturday nights times. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's only it's going to be tough. Year, but, um, like, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of hand-wringing all the time with AEW. And to me, I'm just over it, man. Like, it's just... Can we just watch wrestling? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, that, that's the show, everybody. <laughs> right? Tune in for episode 45. Like, no. <laughs> seriously, it just seems like anytime it's like, oh, wow, there was something really awesome that happened. The next day, it's like, oh, here's 40 news bits that are built to depress all fans. Like, what the yeah, heck is happening? It gets it gets outlandish. Like, it seems like they take a, a small, like a smidgen of something, and they're like, this is stupid. Why did they even do this? This ruined the entire show for me. I'm like... That ruined an entire two-hour show for you? And what's crazy like, to me, and this is where, I don't know, maybe I'll upset some people. It but took like, me totally out of it. But like, the outrage that people get over things like CM Punk went on Instagram Live, but Vince McMahon basically got outed as like a serial rapist, and everyone's like, well, that's okay, I guess. Like, <laughs> the, the level of outrage is very odd to me um, when mm-hmm. it comes to AEW news versus... And it, it happens on the WWE side, too. Like, people like Triple H has a promo where he talks to Cody Rhodes backstage, and people are like that is so unrealistic. It's like it's pro wrestling, of course it's unrealistic. They well, I didn't see it, but Cody Rhodes be an unrealistic, pretty much his bread and butter. So <laughs> there is a funny moment where Brock Lesnar, I think, threw a keg at his arm, and he screamed like Tom the Cat from Tom and Jerry. It was really funny, but um. <laughs> You know, so is like, Cody still wrestling Brock Lesnar? Yes, it's a triple main event, Jordan. I know we grew up in the age of double main events. Yeah, well, this one's a triple main event. Listen, you got to tell that story. He's got to overcome. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Like, if it, hey, look, if you want to finish the story better than the way they could have done it at WrestleMania, you have to make it three times longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Black Eye. Meme. That does sound like something Triple H would say. <laughs> I mean, you know why we don't have a Night of Champions in AEW? Mm. We already have one. It's called Dynamite. <laughs> oh, it's called Battle of the Belts. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Is like the Battle of the Belts belts are the ones that don't matter. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, like Clash of the Champions, the title, the world title was on the line. Right. You know, like whereas Dynamite, sometimes the world title's on the line, but it's rare. Where, uh, especially with MJF, you know, coveting it, but um. The other ones, like when the international titles are on the line, like there are some moments there where I think Yarge Cassie's going to drop it. Yeah. You know, um, when FTR beat the guns, that was really cool. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like there's a little bit of surprise there. Now, when the TNT title flopping around like a fish, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, <laughs> but like it's silly. Now, like, let me ask you this. Do you think he's going to drop it to Christian Cage? No, I don't think so. Uh, I did but like the promo. That I also Christian didn't think he'd win it. I also didn't think Joe would lose it. Like so, I, it probably means it will happen. 
I'll say this for Christian, man. He can dial up the healdom. Like, he can really, like, sink in and piss off a crowd. Yeah, I don't know good. how he does it, but he's he can good. do it still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, I feel like we just dove right in without really doing any proper introductions. So we've got Double or Nothing this weekend. Uh, we're going to do a preview show tonight. Um, but before we get into that, we'll do, like, kind of a match-by-match uh, preview prediction type deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew, I think we need to establish a... Uh, What's what's the word? A like we, we need to pin something that is always talked about, and I think we need to call it Jarrett Watch. Let's talk about what Jeff Jarrett's up to. <laughs> His world? Yeah. Uh Jeff Jarrett continues to be incredible and we had a debut. Uh they did not get the all elite graphic, but Karen Jarrett is now in the all elite universe, Andrew. What uh what do you think? I mean, listen, if she can, if she, I said about Christian Cage, if you can piss off fans and get heel heat, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Sure. I'll take it. You know, I know I sound like Bubba Ray Dudley on, um, on freaking uh, Busted Open, but like sometimes if you can just draw, if you can just draw like the fans to be like, oh my God, I hate you so much. Mm-hmm. Like that, sometimes that's enough. Now, I don't think Jeff Jarrett has that type of heat, to be honest. I don't think he has go away heat. No, you know, I, I think it's like we talk about this all the time. It's he's booked so well because it looks like he's going to win, and people start to get really riled up, and then he loses. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like when they were doing the the hype up of renaming the um, what was the name of the championship before it was international? What was it called before that? Uh, the All Atlantic. Yeah. The All Atlantic, right? So when they renamed it, they they you know put a different you know, uh, played on it, and they were going to have Jared challenge Cassie. There was a moment I thought Jared was going to win. Yeah. I think a lot of people were convinced that Jared was going to win. Well, the plate should have said slap nuts on it, I think. (laughs) To the point that people were disappointed. Some people were disappointed that he didn't win. I was kind of just entertained by the whole thing. I still think one of the funnest matches I've seen was those two matches that the Acclaimed had with Jared Mm -hmm. and Lethal. Those were fun. Where they, they were did the full team. the full dusty finish where Jarrett won and then Aubrey came out and was like, no, that was incredible. Yes. Just great sports entertainment. And yep. then, I mean, just to get into more sports entertainment involving Jarrett, like uh, Sanjay Dutt uh, <laughs> coming so out good. with the two freaking guitars with Klaus and Dax's names and, on them. And then didn't he find a third one and he started strumming away like a madman? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean... We, I do not think FT. I mean, we'll preview it when we get there. I don't think they're going to lose. But like, the the thing is, like, I just like the fact that the story is progressing. Yeah, it has it has an arc. It has, involves Mark Briscoe. Yep, and it who's going to be the ref? He's going to be the referee. Mm-hmm. They went to his chicken farm and won him over. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Papa Briscoe at the. Oh Hart man, Hub. I hope so. I want I want <laughs> Satnam to be in his overalls too. Maybe we should have collision there at the at the Briscoe chicken farm. <laughs> at the Briscoe's chicken farm. You know, I'm, now I'm thinking of random locations. Can I tell you one where if they did it, I would actually be like, "That is really nice." Sure. The Mall of America. Oh yeah, I mean, lean into the WCW stuff. You know, I would just go all in. Yeah. And I would also have Jushin Liger wrestle Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that was the first match. Do you think, well, I guess Lex Luger could be booked to appear, I'm sure. Oh, uh, man. Is he, like, he was in a wheelchair for a while. Is he still? He, I think he's still going through that. 
It was a thing where it's like he he suffered paralysis, but like he regained movement in some of his body. I don't know. It's a weird story. Like if you ever read about it, like it just happened. Like he has like a lot of atrophy, I believe in his. Yeah, I think he was like on a flight and he like seized up, and it's really weird Mm -hmm. story. But yeah. It, but um no like oh are you wait Jordan are you daring Tony Khan to do a surprise on the first episode of Collision? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be Lex Luger, but if they could at least wear the same outfit Lex Luger had, I think I'd well, be okay with that. Well, if Tony Khan listens to the show, we're really gonna find out. Yeah. Um, I'll say this: Tony Khan might listen to the show mm-hmm. because not only did because when he um trademarked Collision instead of Collis in this time. <laughs> he also trademarked the t- – we said that you shouldn't do a draft. That We said – because we were talking about how he loves sports. And it was like, yeah, but a draft like we hypothetically did where you split the brands would be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like he's not going to. It looks like he's going to do the transfer portal because he trademarked the name transfer portal. Oh, I didn't even see that. I know he, that news and snippet snuck in. But you know what? That's actually not a bad idea because I think the transfer portal in college sports is going to become event television. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan is now a Kansas Jayhawk, correct? Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, it's, dude, I try to keep track of it because I'm a college basketball fan. It's impossible. It mm-hmm. is impossible. Mm-hmm. It is galaxy brain. Like, you cannot figure out how many people are jumping and going. And if you did that in this iteration where people want to not be on dynamite and want to be on collision i think that's a cool idea well i mean they might already be planting the seeds for that because on last week's dynamite we had the return of we glossed over it but miro showed up backstage thunder rosa showed up backstage they didn't do anything or say anything they just went into tony khan's office correct and so like that Uh, seems to be obviously showed up somewhere yeah what was that Uh, andrade showed up somewhere but i don't think he showed up on AEW television Oh yeah, no, he's just in the poster. I don't think he was on TV. Right. So like, there's 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 machinations. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an idea of where it's going, but I don't know. There's a part of me, Jordan, that does wonder the mark in me that kind of mm-hmm. wonders. Maybe there is some truth behind some of this stuff. Maybe there is uncertainty of whether or not Punk really will do this, um, and and they'll come to terms. I mean, I, I, I've I like, the point right I, up here. I just don't care if he's there or not. Yeah, I think your line of thinking is better. That yeah. it's all just a work. Yeah, like I think it's a work, and if he comes back, I'm not going to be like, oh, they got me. I'm just going to be like, okay, he's finally back on TV, and we can stop with the Instagram stories and all this stuff. I think if it is a work, like the MJF stuff from Double or Nothing last year with the flight that led – he was gone from TV up until All Out. I think that was masterfully done. I think that was a great way to work the internet. I think this, if it's a work, is not done well. I think it's sloppy. You, you want to you know why? Because how much did MJF say on social media after it happened? Exactly. Meanwhile, Punk Nothing. can't like, stop going on his Instagram Live like Correct. a teenage girl. And when you, when you do that, it's sort of a dead giveaway of like, oh, now you're overreaching. Now you're trying to get clicks. I think maybe Where's we're going to have Brian Alvarez versus CM Punk at all in. You know what would be awesome? Um, uh, it has nothing to do with the main event itself and the prediction of the match. Um, we can even talk about what will be the main event. If MJF showed up in a plane and uh, as the entrance and walked oh, in, for that, would be, that would be kind of that would be kind of cool. Full I would, circle, I would, baby. I would dig that. I yeah. would dig that. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about dynamite leading up to this, just to kind of get us to our double or nothing preview. Uh, a couple. Big things that happened storyline-wise is Hangman officially realigned with the Elite. Uh, 
and called himself and his crew the Elite. Oh, that was Hangman Page? I thought that was John Moxley. I thought that was Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was a... Well, uh, there's only one bad thing I gotta say is like the last time we had an AEW main event where an eye patch, uh, coronavirus took over the world. Right. Well, you never know. Monkeypox might be primed for a run here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was really well done. Um, Great moment. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the BCC were beating up the Bucks backstage, throwing them into cars. Then they get the jump on Kenny. The Bucks come out. There's just not enough and. Hangman comes out, grabs the barbed wire broom, I thought was cool. Uh, and they just beat the crap out of poor Wheeler Yuta, which I thought oh, was kind of fun. Yeah, so. I, they, they they went right after him. The only thing I didn't like, and it's just another example of just rushing into things, is that they had maybe seven minutes for the for the segment. And Don Callis' quote explanation, which they had hyped all show long, he literally got a minute. You got yeah. a minute of mic time, and then, oh, here comes Kenny. Oh, he's going to get – he's cleaning security. Oh, here comes the bike. And then we get into the schmoz. So it just felt a little rushed. Sure. That's no, all. I, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, that's fair. Hang on. Sorry, I'm just checking. I thought our recording stopped, but it didn't, so everyone can just hear us still talking. Uh, almost, we did have an action like, and hey, – Almost like Hangman's vision stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did have an action and ready sighting on Rampage. Um, remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually saw him in a really good tag match on Ring of Honor. It was a fight without honor, which is their version of a no disqualification yeah. match. And it was um, him teaming with Darius Martin against the Kingdom. Nice oh. little violent match. Okay. Is there that a was reason the main... that it was a fight without honor? Is there any storyline there? Uh, just... Kingdom doesn't like the fact that young people are trying to take their spot. Gotcha. And they were building up to it over like a week or two, and this was the blow off. Gotcha. And it was it was a fun little match in Universal Studios. Uh, Zack Saber Jr. wrestled Ar Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. I don't always keep track of it. I think Zack Saber Jr. is trying to actually feud with Samoa Joe. Yeah, I read that online today. I'm like, hmm, that, that's a potential Forbidden Door match, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, Rampage like finding a good match on Rampage these days is it's hard. But I did find one good one, and it was it involved the aforementioned action Andretti. He wrestled Kyle Fletcher from Aussie Open. If people are wondering why he's doing the wrestling and not Mark Davis, Mark Davis has a torn meniscus, mm. so he's going to be out about a month and a half. I think Kyle's the high flyer, anyways, and Mark's the, yes. the base. So. Um... Yeah, what else can we talk about before we get into the preview? We had the cage match with John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Fantastic. <coughs> yeah, really cool spot where Kenny does the V-trigger through the cage. Um, good stuff. Uh, Moxley got the you win. Know it's a great, you know it's a great match when picture-in-picture picture happens and you can't take your eyes off right, the match. Right, right. That's when you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we got a great one here. Yeah. You um, know? And that was a great match. That's about... All that I... Claudio and Ray Phoenix to open that show was great too. Yeah, it was a really good match. It doesn't really have anything to do with like double or nothing, but it was really good, and it kind of leads to the Dark Dynamite match where Claudio and Yuta are taking on the Lucha Bros for the Ring of Honor tag titles, right? Right, because it was double jeopardy. So yeah. because Claudio beat Phoenix, they get the chance to challenge for the titles. Yep. So Claudio and Yuta are going to go after him. I I am pretty confident that there will be no shenanigans involved in this match at all. I think this will be squeaky clean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I wear my eye patch, but um, <laughs> I'm wearing no, two. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this too. Who I said that. You know what? I'll. I'll save that for when we actually get to the the big match in um, 
for the when we preview the pay per view. But like Fletcher's gonna get a shot at Orange Cassidy. I think that'll be good. Yep. Um, you mentioned Taya Valkyrie and Lady Frost. I saw Lady Frost um, against Athena on Ring of Honor, and she's okay. I know she was on Impact for a minute. By the way, Trinity Fatu is on Impact now. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, she's impressive. Do you think Impact's got the best women's division in wrestling? I don't know. Is- uh, I don't. I don't follow it enough to to really give a good answer there. I know. I know. AEW's is struggling. That's all I, I'm gonna say. Yeah. I mean, we've had the same storyline for. I mean, how long has this Outcast thing been going on? Six months, months. Seven months. Like, yeah. Well, well, them page is six months, but the yeah. Outcast is about two months. You know. Feels like twelve. Tony Storm can't wrestle all the matches. She's gonna yeah. get another one. But, but when she does, I mean, she's she's really solid. But like storyline wise, there's just nothing for her. Agreed. Yeah, so, absolutely. Agreed. Uh, I did like. Um, sorry, I feel like we're jumping all over the place tonight. That's okay though. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen beat Big Bill and Lee Moore. Big Bill looks freaking jacked right now. Like he is. he's in great shape. But I like that Darby won with a headlock takeover. Which I yeah, was that was cool. a that was a take from when MJF beat him that way at Full Gear yep. twenty twenty one. Yeah, hit him with the diamond like ring and then headlocked him. Yep. Yep. And then, and that's him basically saying, I'm going to get you, you know, when it's time in, in the four-way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything is leading up to the Las Vegas pay-per-view, which is makes sense in terms of, you know, episodic storytelling. Are people jacked for double or nothing? No. But guess what, Jordan? I kind of like it that way. Yeah. Yep. I like when they're waiting in the wings. Yep. We talked about Karen Jarrett already. Um, t- just mentioned the women's match. Like, I mean, on paper... Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, they could carry Ruby Soho, but it's just like, I don't care about those matches. Like, do you care about them at all? No. No, yeah. and I don't care at all about Britt Baker, babyface. No, same. Like, it does, she needs it to just turn on, on Jamie Hayter, I think, at this point. Damsel in distress, Britt Baker, is okay with me because of the injury history. Sure, that you can yeah, you could go with that. With, from All Access, and that they use that as a, as a crutch to get... Um, for the feud between Adam Cole, Bebe, and uh, Chris Jericho, they're gonna have a contract signing on Dynamite coming up yeah. uh, in Vegas. Uh, did you like the Falls Count? Let me ask you this, because I've heard different discourse on this one, because a lot of people really, really loved it. What did you think of the Falls Count Anywhere match between Roderick Strong and Chris Jericho? Oh, you mean the greatest match in cage match history? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a thing? Well, for a Tony Khan might not listen to the show, but he does read Cage Match. Yeah, like for I think for a minute it had like the greatest rating in Cage Matches. It was like a nine point seven nine. Do you think Tony Khan had a Cage Match username? Uh, or he voted on all the matches. He does. let's let's see if we can guess what it is. And he gave all the Cody matches two stars. I think his name is Great O'Con. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, nobody likes him. They'll never expect Great it. Great <laughs> Have you ever seen Great Ocon's, like, social media? No. Oh, it is odd. Let me tell you. He just talks about the women that he's been having sex with. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something. Is it? Uh, yeah. That, wow. That got me. <laughs> yeah. I could have given you 20 guesses. No, That's not what you would have come up with. Because um, Tony was flaunting the fact that the ratings for for almost a nitro holy shit dynamite uh on back-to-back weeks were fairly strong mm-hmm. and uh they were like right around nine hundred thousand. um and so he was saying that it was the best rated show 
in cage match in terms of matches mm. um the dynamite in austin texas and i was just like who cares? really like that's such a weird <laughs> thing to, that's a weird flex um having like, said that i thought the match was fun um i thought it was cool and i think the part that everybody liked probably is when they fought on that stairwell spot like mm-hmm. we've been watching wrestling long enough to where we see some when we see something that we have never seen before it's at least pretty cool you know yeah um, um and also the uh, the the fact that it ended in the middle of a of a grassy meet a grassy yeah mold. just a pile of dirt <laughs> and remember we're in Austin Texas so you got to be careful right when right. you're on grassy knolls <laughs> <laughs> well he did take a shot right to the head oh my gosh what is wrong with us <laughs> um, no also played into the storyline Adam Cole's banned from the building how can he interfere yeah. bring him outside the so building so he gets him outside so, yep I right so cool. like I thought in I thought in terms of like I just. This is another one where the internet got me, where I'm, people are like, oh, this is the greatest. I'm like, that was okay. Yeah. Like, I thought it was good. I thought it was well put together. I didn't think it was amazing. Like, I've seen some AEW stuff in the last six months where I would say, Phew, that, like, even Moxley versus Omega in the cage. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I think that, the cage match the week before was better. Yeah. Right. So, like, that's one where I think people were getting a little carried away with themselves. Yep. But but it's okay to like something too much. Yep. There's no there's no law against it. Not even on cage match. Yep. Uh, we had Jungle Boy beat Roosh in a good match. Um, mm-hmm. I've got some thoughts on Jungle Boy. We'll get to when we preview the match. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then the main event was, this was, this was a surprise for me, was uh, Ricky Starks pinning Jay White. Uh, yes. Or not pinning him. Uh, he won by DQ. Um, I, think, I think Jay White won by DQ because he used a chair on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It was it was confusing. I agree yeah. with that. It was but Ricky confusing. had the visual pin, and, it, like, uh, freaking Juice Robinson got in there, got slapped around a little bit. and It's a strange feud where Ricky Starks is feuding with two guys, so, like, you'd think it leads to a tag match, but it's really just leading to... Ricky Starks versus Jay White singles again, right? Yeah, I get, maybe they'll maybe they'll throw it in the buy-in because yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're gonna have a show, um, or they have it on the rampage before, which they've announced of of the matches of which they've announced nothing. Feels like Ricky uh, Starks needs needs some backup. You know, maybe Team yeah. Taz is getting back together. Well, who would team with him if they try to do something with him and Juice? Book that that would be my thought you know like who's ricky's history i don't think they'll put hobbs with him but because hobbs turned yeah. on him and hobbs is doing his own thing but hook would fit right mm-hmm. um like that would that would work it looks like hook is sort of being phased out of the hardy part of the of that that angle involving ethan page and mm-hmm. the guns and such and such that's sort of going its own direction so it would make sense to get a nice pop out of that um you know yeah. and then Sammy Guevara, all the all the um the, the three pillars challenging all look good. That was kind of like the sure, narrative of the show underneath. And here's the thing. You can't really complain about that booking. Like, I know people have said it's it's not compelling, and I, I would agree with that. Like, the storyline's not compelling, but it's very basic. Like, they're giving all these challengers decisive wins. What, what else can you ask for? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's well, like, building them up. And also, like, look at the promo. So... Uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to harp too much about a segment that happened, like more than an episode ago. But they had a they had a segment where they really tried to go after it with like longish promos, where each guy showcased their skills. Well, the problem was, the first three people that came out for the promo were not MJF. Yeah, and yeah, they got exactly. exposed really badly. 
Uh, I think Jungle Boy the worst. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, you have to hide the weaknesses, um, but it's okay to showcase them in things that they're best at. And you know what Sammy Guevara is best at? Finishing people off. You know, so if he beats a guy in 20 seconds, a jabroni, I'm fine with it. And then, you know, Jungle Boy juicing was kind of weird. I understand Roosh is a good competitor and you want to pump him up, but I don't think he had the juice. No. You know? No, they Um, had that crazy spot where it was like that flipping power slam off the apron to the floor. Like, you don't have to bleed and you can do that spot and you can still get some sympathetic babyface stuff. Like, that was a wild spot. And the Darby Allen Orange Cassidy one... Uh, I could tell you one. First of all, I like the idea that they're like the indie mega powers. Yeah, um, yeah that's kind of funny. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. In terms of popularity, I I mean, we could probably talk about Jeff Hardy. And those are probably CM the Punk two. Yeah, John Moxley. But those Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy are way up there. Right. They also ran that back from the house shows. Mm, they okay. had had a house show um, in uh, Virginia and in um, shit. What was the other place that they had it at? Um, Corbin. Oh, yeah, Cor- Baron Corbin, Kentucky. Baron Corbin, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the main events of the ho- of one of the house shows. Um, mm. In fact, they, they, they can I tell you those shows and you tell me whether or not you would have gone to them? Sure. Okay, here we go. This was Corbin, Kentucky, okay? Tony Storm be- defeats Rick, uh, Billy Starks. Chris Daniels and Sean Spears defeat Brandon and Brent Tate. Not sure who that is. Mm. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs defeats Pat Buck. Claudio Castagnoli defeats Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Hook Hook defeats Ethan Page. Darby and Orange beat Bill, Big Bill and Liam Moriarty. Main event, FTR defeats the Guns. That's one show. Okay. Okay. Next one is uh, Salem, Virginia. Hook defeats Ethan Page again. Okay. <laughs> The Guns defeat the Family Disappointments, a.k.a. Brian Pillman Jr. and Doc Anderson. <laughs> family Disappointments. Tony Storm defeats Sky Blue. That was probably good. Yeah. Um, Claudio Castanoli defeats Christopher Daniels in a match uh, 20 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or 25 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darby and Orange, this time they beat Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall, hmm. uh, who, according to Tony Khan in the phone call I just had, is not fond of him. Um, Wardlow defeats Lee Moriarty. Main event, Hangman Adam Page, Pirate Hangman Adam Page, <laughs> defeats Big Bill. Would you go to either show if it was like a two-hour distance? Uh, I'd go to the second one more than the first. I think the second one sounds a little more fun. But are you in your car? Are you starting your car getting ready to go? No, I don't think so, man. Or it's like an impulse thing where you're like, ah, let's just go to the show kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if, if, it's, if tickets are like 15 bucks, maybe... Okay, but I don't know. No, neither Here's, of them jump out at me. What about you? The reason the reason I say that is because they haven't necessarily said the cards yet. But there's one in Tupelo, Mississippi, and there's one in Huntsville, Alabama. But here's the problem for me on my side, southeast Louisiana. Those are four to five hours away. Yeah, I, that's, that's that's now not Greg good Phillips. For... Greg Phillips, our dude, Hitman Clark. Yeah, <laughs> he might be able to make it. So maybe we can get we we can get some like a uh, dispatch. <laughs> some dispatches right, from him. Hit the ring, <laughs> challenge Orange Cassidy, steal his backpack, do yes. what you got to do, sir. But um, but no, they they're doing their house shows. Um, uh, they got they got some di- they they have a dynamite actually in um San Diego. I don't think they've been to San Diego, California before. But that will be the show after Double or Nothing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess we could get to it. Let's get to our Double or Nothing preview. Um, it's coming this Saturday, Saturday night, correct? 
Uh, no, I think it's uh, it's actually on the twenty eighth. I think it's a Sunday. Oh, so that's a Sunday. Okay. No, you're right. Okay. Um, yeah, that's. I know you're not a fan of them. We've had this. We, yeah. we have know, had Saturday pay per views are so so much better. So much. Yeah, better. like um, uh, I think Dying of Champions is Saturday. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you want to look it I up, don't I don't know that, but yeah, let's see. I night. think the Saudi Arabia show is on Saturday. Is Night, night of Champions so... the Saudi Arabia show then? Correct. Where they have a new world champion, where AJ Styles has already made media rounds saying he doesn't care about that championship. <laughs> It's like, dude, you're wrestling for the championship, and he's like, "Yeah, but Roman Reigns is the real champion. This is secondary." Yeah, I'm like, it is. It is May 27th. Okay, so uh, kind of a loaded weekend. Uh, this is like one of main events favorites. Um, they would do. They're doing Night of Champions on Saturday. I would assume. Wow, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa are fighting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at this show. Yeah, and a lot of people are guessing that that's going to lead to a SummerSlam match where Roman and Solo wrestle the Usos. Oh, okay. But we'll see. And it's also, like, a lot of people were kind of hemming and hawing about it because Sami Zayn being, you know, um, pro Syri- uh, Sy- uh, from Syria. Uh, or oh, Syrian, yeah. That he would re- he re- he always refused to go to the shows in Saudi Arabia, and he's doing this one. Hmm, so, and so we're, we're kind of curious as to why that was. Long story short, they got those three matches on the top billing. I think Trish Trash wrestling Becky Lynch and... Um, and then do the women still uh, have to wear like long sleeves and stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that they know they can drive there now? Oh man, I was going to make a joke and I won't. <laughs> I say when are women going to learn to drive here? <laughs> Sorry to our three female listeners. <laughs> oh, where do I go from here? Um so they got night. They they got that show in Saudi Arabia, the big WWE one. Then they've got um, the night on Sunday where they have Double or Nothing, but they also have the Battleground show. Can I just say? Let me just say this about WWE, and then we'll move to Double or Nothing because that's we're an AW show. But the whole thing with Cody losing at WrestleMania was like, oh, he's gotta he's gotta complete the story. You know, he's he's gotta complete the story. Now I don't watch the weeklies, mm-hmm. but. Since the night after WrestleMania, he's been feuded with Brock, and Roman does not have any title program. Why? Why couldn't Cody have just won at WrestleMania? <laughs> like, if if the same storylines are happening, but Cody's the champion, doesn't it probably enhance them a little bit? Like, all all I'm gonna say is that WWE is now like they're they are watching the clock. Like all they're looking at is. What? How many days Roman Reigns can hold that championship, and how many more days does he need to yeah. break this one's record? I read that this thing where they want to establish like modern era, yeah, Reigns. But the problem is That's, like you can't yeah. just erase the history books, and the history books have such long reigns. Like, like Bianca Belair has been champion for a while, but Fabulous Moolah was champion for like twenty six years. So <laughs> like, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have. That's a better idea. Why don't you just have Roman like uh, relinquish the championship due to something? I don't care what failure to defend in thirty days. Yeah, and 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 so when he, but when he drops it, he can just come back and say, "I never lost a title." Right. And you could just rewrite the history books and say, "Yeah, you know, he did relinquish the title, but he never really lost it." You know, but they're just trying to beat Hogan's record. They're trying to beat Hogan's record, Pedro's record. 
They're never going to touch Bruno's record, okay? Yeah, I, mean, I just don't see even it. Even Hogan's record, that's a while still. Like, he was champ from, what, 84 to 88? Early 88. Like, like, three and a half years, yeah. He would have to be champion time. until, like, early 2024 or, like, middle of 2024. So past next WrestleMania, too. Yeah, and by then, The Rock will be so desperate <laughs> Could for media Could you imagine attention. if he wins at WrestleMania next year over Cody Rhodes again? <laughs> We joked about that. Oh, gosh. I hope um, I mean, and listen, long runs are good, too. I mean, MJF has been the champion since November. Sure. I don't see him changing hands this time. I think sure. he's going to keep it up. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Let's go to the double or nothing card. Let's start from the bottom, though, and work our way up. Okay. Uh, here's our official. Uh, there are a couple matches that aren't official that I think still could find their way in. We talked about Ricky Starks and Jay White. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you could still do something with Swerve and Keith Lee, the feud that will just never end. Like, Boy, you really are starting at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, well, like I'm thinking about like what could be the buy-in, and you know, like those are the two that come to mind that are notable feuds that are happening that aren't actually on the card yet. You know, true, true. They're um, getting some like play, yeah. right? But we've got a six-man tag: Hardys and Isaiah Cassidy taking on the Guns and Ethan Page. Are there stipulations to this? Is it yes? Ethan Ethan's Page's contract, contract is on the on the line this time. Right? Yeah, Ethan uh, becomes a servant of the Hardys. So yeah, and Brother Zay might have like a neck injury. Um, oh. so we'll see. We'll see if he'll even be available. Maybe they'll have a surprise where like Brother Zay can't make it, and a returning Mark Quinn comes back. I yeah, don't know, something like that. Just admits Brother Q. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't bring Brother Q to Nevada. <laughs> the storm is coming. Um. Anyways, uh, I mean, this whole, like, we own you, it just reminds me of, are you Seinfeld? You ever watch Seinfeld? I did. I loved it. Do you remember when, like, Jerry and George were writing their own pilot and it was like, you're my butler. Like, that's just kind of what this whole storyline feels like. Because <laughs> they become each yes. other's butler, you know? Uh <laughs> That's what it should be, because he's my butler. Like, uh, well, the the story is that when Dark and Dark Elevation existed, <laughs> Rip, uh, they um they were writing their own angles on I, the show. I believe it. You know, um, you're my butler. <laughs> he's my butler. Cut over to Austin Gunn. I think it moved. <laughs> they should just do an entire sub storyline with some characters that are just Seinfeld references. I would love. You know it. what? I got a great one. Here we go. What if? Just hear me out. What if instead of Stadium Stampede, we had Elite versus Bullet Combat Club in the Taj Mahal in the parking garage, but the entire pay per view they can't find each other, <laughs> like the parking garage episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. They're just carrying their trash can around. <laughs> <laughs> bored. Like, like, uh, the, what, what's that movie? The, um, damn it, the musical spoof show of movie where they can't find the entrance. Damn it. Oh, Spinal, uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah, like, kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. We could do that. That'd be great. Oh, Jericho would be down with it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's he did that in WCW. So, is Ralph? You think Ralph is still alive? I doubt it. Right. I don't think he's alive. I think he passed away. Yeah, I can't I believe a man of like, that physical condition was, would pass away. I also heard he big time Russell cons. Really? Like he was like, yes, I swear. Like Jericho was talking about this with Steve Austin, where he was like, <laughs> he just randomly found him as like a rig, like a trucker guy, yeah. and and he he got to a point where he got big headed. It was like, you know, Ralph only does at this much money. <laughs> 
Ralphus don't do the cons for free, baby. (laughs) Where's them rats? But um, yeah, this 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 is just gonna be filler stuff. I mean, the Hardys are Jeff Hardy's still popular. Is this officially on the show, or is this the buy-in? This is official. Wow, this is that's surprising. On the show, I believe. I do not believe it's on the buy-in. That is surprising. You know, it's Jeff Hardy. That's all I can say. Yeah, I guess that's true. But and the I do think the guns are going to win, though. You think? You think Ethan Page won't have to render his services? No, no, he will not become Jeeves K. What <laughs> <Yeah>. if? <laughs> what if he wins, so he doesn't have to be the butler, but he hurts his eyes, and so he has to start wearing glasses, but they're like big, thick glasses, and he can't really see, so he buys Chinese gum. <laughs> That's a good one. To fool Lloyd um, Braun. Lloyd Braun Strowman. <laughs> um well dude, it, it if it's as sloppy as the match that Braun Strowman did you know he got a concussion in that match? How do you get a concussion throwing somebody else? What, in match? A match? what are you talking about? The one where he threw Ricochet? Oh I saw he, that clip. He got a concussion in not he got from a concussion that, right? in the match. Yes. Wow. I think his brain broke. <laughs> his narrative wasn't controlled, nor was his cerebral cortex, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh, um, let's move up yeah, the car. That and, and then we, all, we already talked about potential buy-in stuff. They could throw... Dude, they got such a roster. They could throw a million things in there, and it yeah. would entertain me in yeah. the buy-in. I mean, they could put some Ring of Honor guys like the Lucha Brothers in there. They could. They, there's a bunch of stuff they could do. They probably will. Right. So. Uh, Jade Cargill taking on Taya Valkyrie uh, for the TBS Championship. Poor Jade. Uh, less heat than, I, I don't know, I don't even know where, Antarctica. <laughs> I'm going to call it Taya wins. You think? It feels like Jade's not even on TV anymore. I'm going to call like, it. I'm going to I'm gonna give this one the, the stab. I think Taya actually wins it. Well, I mean, I think, I didn't predict it, but I've said before that I thought Willow Nightingale would be a good choice. And now I think that's out the door because she's the New Japan Women's Champion. So yeah, I guess she would have to do Forbidden Door, correct? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, suppose there's a, this is another one where Meltzer's getting all the details screwed up. But like, oh, they made that title for Mercedes Monet. It's like, yeah, but it kind of existed before her, you right, know? Exactly. And, and like, you know, Mercedes wasn't supposed to drop the title that night. They only did it because of the injury. I'm like. Okay, that, <laughs> right. so they made up the entire finish on the fly, right? Yeah, serious? okay. You know, they had a great moment though, where um, Willow gives her the pounce, and I mean, she flies. Willow's she great, flies man. like a feather. Willow's yeah. so good. I love her. So, um, but um, but for for Jaden Taya, you know, I do like the story because Taya kind of almost got her, you know, mm-hmm. and then she kayfabe got suspended for almost giving. Her version of Jade, I forget name that she uses, uh, to um to uh, to Aubrey Edwards. So she got suspended. The suspension's lifted. Now she stood over her on Is a rampage. Is that Valhalla? Is that the name? Yeah, Road to, there. Thank Road you, to Road to Valhalla. Yeah. Yes. So we'll see. I think it'll actually be better than normal. It will be. It won't be memorable unless Jade loses. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like. I, we've talked about Jade a little bit before and how dead her heat is. And I think I think her being champion and being undefeated is almost like an albatross now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it also feels like we can't just have her to lose for nothing. But like, we right. might as well. <laughs> you know, like, see if it yeah, does do something about for that, uh, We talked about that a few episodes ago where it's like, you know, it's just the TBS championship. Right. 
You know, like, if you want to mess around with it and have Jade Streak end on someone like a Taya Valkyrie or a Willow Nightingale or a Tony Storm, you could do it and it would be plausible. Sure. Yeah. You know, so if you if you book it right, I think it could be effective. Um, I don't I don't like the chances of my prediction. I just think that it would be cool. I think it would make something memorable out of an angle that has not been memorable for a very long time. I'll just go the other way. Say say Jade retains, and maybe we see like Chris Statlander return, and I could see that being like she's been popping up. I could she's see that. Did you see the picture of her like with her muscles? She is freaking jacked. <laughs> I could see her. She makes big cat. Big cast was like. Whoa! <laughs> right. I could see like Jade versus Statlander like as the first collision. Like that's kind of that, a big deal. That can work. Yeah. Yeah. I Not mean, the main I, event, I maybe, but like as a feature match. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, Jordan, we listen. WWE's got their ducks in a row. They've got the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown and the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. Perfect. We can't have the TBS Championship on the line on TNT. It's true. Come on now. True. It makes. Use your brain. <laughs> I, I apologize. They should put the side plates for the TBS title should be the four characters from the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about the draft. and I, I know we talked about it already, but fuck it. They already made the draft useless on WWE. It's already useless. Like, they're already mixing and matching the guys on Raw and SmackDown. It's like... Well, the, this new belt that's going to be a Raw belt, uh, there's a guy from SmackDown fighting for it at the first... Match. And I love AJ Styles. Let, let me raise my hand. I'm, I love AJ Styles. AJ Styles is the reason I started watching TNA. You know, there were days where he was the only reason I watched TNA. I started watching for Relic. Did you know that's killer spelled backwards? <laughs> <laughs> I did like the Monster Abyss when he yeah. was younger. Oh, he was When great. he started. Yeah. Like, when he was just killing jobs. When he fought, like, like AJ in awesome. that cage at lockdown. That was, one, like, an early yeah. great TNA match, yeah. Yes. And, like, and America's Most Wanted, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, they had some moments. They had some moments. But, like, AJ has transcended that. I think he's an all-timer. I think he's comfortable where he is. I think we talked about this a long time, maybe a year ago, where I said, I don't think AJ would be a good fit in AEW because he's done it all. Like, why would he go there? You yeah. know? Unless he just, just wants to have his dream matches against certain guys. But even that, he's wrestled most of the guys in yeah, AEW already. Yeah, you could, like, two-sweet your friends and have some awesome matches with, you know, the Moxleys of the world and such. But, <laughs> like, why? Why? Yeah. You know? Uh, moving up the card. Uh, the women's championship. Jamie Hader taking on Tony Storm again. We've talked about how this storyline is kind of dead in the water, but this match should be a banger, huh? Yeah, the full gear match is great. I don't think this will be as good as that full gear match yeah. because that one got a little bit high up the card on full gear mm-hmm. because that card on the lower end was not that strong. Yeah. Whereas this one, I feel like a lot of the matches are fairly good, and I can see a lot of things getting precedence <clears> over it. Long story short, I think this will come out the gates earlier than that one did, which was like second or third to last. Yeah, I but think this really could be a decent a opener. Match. I think this it could be It will be really, opener. really good. I also heard that the hater injury that they've been showing on TV is a work. Okay. She's not legitimately injured. Okay. They're just saving her up for the match. Yeah, I think this I think this could be a really good one. Um, Jamie Hater's title run is kind of... The fans were clamoring for it, and then she got it, and they haven't done nothing with her. Which kinda... A big part of the AEW All Access that they showed involved Tony Storm really hating the fact that she was not called the official world uh, women's champion. Mm-hmm. So is there a possibility that 
Hater drops it, and then maybe like Hater wins it back as the chaser at all in. Maybe, but I think that's a small chance. I think Jamie will retain. Okay, I agree. I think I'm I'm with you there. I think she keeps the title. Uh, Wardlow taking on Christian in a ladder match for the TNT Championship. Uh, you asked me earlier. I said I don't think Christian wins, um, but I I think that Luchasaurus takes probably the crazy bump too. Like rather than Christian himself, like right. I I, I think this is just a, a step for Wardlow to maybe reestablish him, and I'm fine with it. You know, uh, he, needs, think, he needs a rehab. I remember Christian being in. I think it was the face. One of the. Do you remember one of those ladder matches? I think it was Face of the Revolution where they just added him at the last second, literally like the night before. Yeah, it kind of comes to mind, but I don't remember anyone else that was in it. <laughs> the point the point I'm making is that I think I think Christian just has a skill to ladder matches. Yeah, like, no, I agree with that. He he has it's like fully with garbage matches. He has a way of connecting the dots. When was the last so, time Christian had a match? Period. Like was it when he um, wrestled Jungle Boy? He he wrestled someone on Dynamite leading up to the All Out show where he messed up his arm. Okay. Um and uh, so it's I been a minute. Say, yeah. I oh yes. I want to say it was Christopher Daniels. Jeez. But I might be wrong. I might be wrong about that, but he messed up his um I don't know exactly what the injury was with his arm, but he wasn't going to be able to wrestle it all out, so they did kind of this flash pin type of thing. And then he went out for surgery, and then he had the final burial which I actually enjoyed. Yeah, that was good. You know? That was good. And then and now this. Yeah. So Luchasaurus being the right hand of destruction, almost like an insurance policy to try to take out Wardlow. So you can have Wardlow do handicap stuff and try to big man, out big man Luchasaurus. Um, so I think they could have some fun here. Um, I don't think Wardlow being in a ladder match is necessarily going to like make him... Set the world look, on fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it's not going to make him look dumb either. Like I think he's got enough mobility to make some sure. fun spots out of it. But I have an idea. I don't see anything memorable out of it. I'll well, just say that. Let me let me stop you there. I have an idea for a ladder spot that I don't think we've ever seen before. Okay. Okay. So for whatever reason, Wardle's neutralized. Let's say he's pinned under a ladder. Christian climbs up, hands on the belt, is about to win, and then Arn comes out and shoots him. <laughs> he just falls off the I got a. I got. Wait. I got another one. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I lost you there. Oh. Um, Wardlow, just in the beginning of the match, I can't keep it together. He power bombs the ladder over and over and over and over, and it's broken, and Chris can't use it, and he just pummels him with more power bombs, and then he gets his own ladder, and he picks it up and wins. <laughs> I think that's actually kind of awesome. That's actually a strategy. Like, if you're the champion and you're defending in a ladder match, what if you just destroyed all the ladders? That's <laughs> why <laughs> like, I hate these WWE scenic things where they have all the ladders and all right. the chairs. I'm like, no, there should only be one! <laughs> <laughs> this isn't communism! <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so do you have Wardlow winning or you got Christian Cage? Yes, I got Wardlow winning. I, I have Wardlow winning. Okay. 
Uh, tag team titles, I think we both have FTR retaining, but I think this should be a lot of fun. It'll be a fun, sports-entertaining match. Yep, FTR, yes. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal. I think this could be a total Southern-style match. Mark Briscoe A froggy bow somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. Yeah, Mark is the special guest referee. I feel like this just comes up with Big Rig. Jarrett wins, or Jarrett loses, eats the pin, and then Mark Briscoe hits, like, all, some of his stuff on, uh, on, on Sanjay, specifically. Right. Do you think Sanjay comes... In in the underalls, dude. I hope so. <laughs> I want I want Sotnam in, in them as well. <laughs> it's so great. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what was awesome. Uh, it was that very segment. So FTR pushes Sotnam thing. Yeah. Into a platform. It was fun. So so most of the time, from a kayfabe standpoint, oh okay, big spot for this person. They're out of the picture. Sotnam thing comes back even more pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Super mad, ripping off his shirt. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I thought, I thought so it was great. Too. You know, I, it's just that small. I think Jared does have something, some influence there. I think there's that small touch where it's it, like it feels like with Jared and like a Matt Hardy. It feels like these guys are allowed to kind of book their own stuff, or at yeah. least like agent their own stuff. You know, Pat Patterson used to use a phrase about like making a segment great or a match great, you got, or a character great even. Like you got to have a little something extra, and uh-huh. I feel like with his segments, everything's got a little something extra. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and even fun. like having the Dax and Cash's name written on the guitar and stuff, you know? Right. It's in the details. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go to – we got the unsanctioned match, Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. Uh, that's a 1v1. Um, I feel like Adam Cole's got to win this. Like he's – you know, having Jericho win just feels like a, a wet fart, you know? Why? <laughs> like exactly. Why? Yeah, I mean – uh, and and they do this whole Jericho narrative thing where it's like we're gonna tell this story involving like every single time Jericho's involved in these feuds, it's like we're gonna like paint, we're gonna like put a bunch of different like plot machinations around it where like you're barred from the building and uh, like oh and then this person is barred from the building and it's it's right. like Jesus Christ, why can't we just have a match, you know? Right. Uh, but. The thing for this, I think it'll be an entertaining match. I think there will be blood. Um, sure, Daniel yeah. Lewis. But um, <clears throat> I think uh, I do like the idea that Jericho kind of like goes to his seedier side, mm-hmm. and he tries to take out Adam Cole, and Cole sells his uh, uh, the head and stuff like that. Sure, um, at, as the match become more gruesome but let's be real jordan is this like the last time we had a real 1v1 absolute barn burner on pay-per-view for AEW was hangman page and john moxley is it going to be that good no 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 way so yeah it will be a downgrade in that in the, if you look at it that way i agree um I mean, it has the potential to be fun it also has the potential to be like really drag in the mud it's like yeah it's Jericho not gonna- has there's no guaranteed returns on Jericho, you know. Not harking back on it, but Moxley and Hangman, there are there are moments I wanted that match to end, mm-hmm. and not in a bad way. Like it was too gruesome. Sure. I was like, someone's gonna die. Sure. Someone is going to die in this match. Right. Whereas this one, it's like, oh my god, I'm falling asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that could, like, I mean I feel like we'll see involvement. It's unsanctioned. We'll see the the Jericho Appreciation Society. We'll see Rock <laughs> Strong. I don't know. I, my expectations are so low that I feel like if they do even anything above average, I'll be really, 
really into it, you know? Which they can do, which sure. AEW can do. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Uh, we got three more matches. Orange Cassidy is defending the International Championship in a Blackjack Battle Royal. Um, have they announced a any BBR. of the opponents? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They did not. They did not name them. I would have to assume on the Dark Dynamite they will review. They will reveal quite a few. Yeah. So I think the big question is: Is there a mystery opponent? If so, who do you think it is, and do they defeat Orange Cassidy? Will Osprey and no. Okay. Say no. Okay. Yeah, I, I think here's the thing though. I can totally because of the fact that Orange Cassidy, in terms of you know, being the workhorse, but also the workload, mm-hmm. he is pushing it so far right now that you can actually believe rationally that he could drop it. Right. I think they've gotten to that point where, like, even like the Daniel Garcia match, there was a couple moments where it's like, wow, he's they're going to give it to Garcia, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Uh, I don't. But I don't... let me say this too about Orange, like. I felt this way about John Moxley last year where, you know, he dropped the weight after rehab and he kind of started dipping into the MMA stuff along with the brawling and along with his sports entertainment moves that he learned in WWE. He got to a point where I felt like John Moxley as a wrestler was at the peak of his powers. Um, I, and I thought he was wrestler of the year in 2022. I feel like Orange Cassidy's at the peak of his powers. Oh, yeah. I think he's wrestler of the year so far this like year. Like the pocket, the pockets. You don't. It's almost like Shawn Michaels with his trademarks. You don't know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, but every time he does it, it's surprising because it's like he's almost getting more and more creative on how to do his stuff. Yeah, he's so. And good. that's when you know a guy's starting to figure things out. Well, really what's really cool with him too is he's got legitimately, gosh, four moves that can end a match. He's got the the orange punch, the. Beach break, I guess, doesn't really win <laughs> win him a whole lot it of matches. It does finish usually. Yeah, you know, but, it, but it has, it has the mouse yeah. trap, the seat belt. Like mm-hmm. he's got several things that can legitimately end the match, which is yeah, and it cool. and it gets the crowd popping every time. Like when he does the mouse trap, it which is just basically a funny roll up. Yeah. Um, it's it's not like a fluke. Like oh god, they ended it like that. Yeah. Like whereas for when Orange does it, it's like. Yeah, like right. it's like he's just a really like he's a lovable character, but being lovable like here's the funniest part. Like the the whole idea at first with uh, when he wrestled Pack for the first time in a match, it was like, oh, he's gonna try, and it's like nobody tries harder than Orange Cassidy, right? Right. right. <laughs> you know? It's like the 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 script is flipped. There's and a really you mentioned great... Pack. Uh, that's the one that I think could be like the return. Um, because we haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. And I think him coming back would be... You know what we haven't seen in a minute? The Hummer. <laughs> the, the Hummer. <laughs> Time for the Hummer to come back. I will say this. This I, Listen, I, I think rating Battle Royals is silly, mm-hmm. but this could be, like, a very good Battle Royal. So is a Blackjack Battle Royal similar to a Casino Battle Royal where we'll see, yes. like, guys... So it's the same it's thing? It's basically the same thing. Okay, so guys yes. will come in in waves. Right. Okay. And uh, and there will be a Joker. I guess. Sure. Is there Jokers in Black Blackjack? No. 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 What is there in Blackjack? It's two cards. It hit me. Double down. It's just a standard okay. deck. Yeah. There'll be a there'll be a double down. Yeah. And it'll be I don't I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even have a joke ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play Blackjack enough. Uh, two more matches. Okay. Uh, the elite, who we mentioned earlier, is uh, the Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman Page, taking on the Blackpool Combat Club, which is, excuse me, uh, 
Dean Ambrose, Claudio Castagnoli, Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, and Wheeler Yuta uh, in Anarchy in the Arena match. Uh, this one could be really, 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 really Let me really stop you good. right there before we d- dive deep. Should this be last match? You know, that's a lot of discourse, and I understand that it's the hottest feud, but I don't, th- I don't think... No, I think the, the world title should always I be I think last. the discourse is coming from the fact that Double or Nothing last year was overtly long. Uh, by the way, I don't think we're going to have to worry about any NBA conference finals going on this Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you think? Maybe Nikola game Jokic one of the finals. Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Jimmy Butler and Nikola Jokic decide, fuck no, yeah. we want a week and a half off. Yeah, let's but, do a quick um, check and see how game four is going there. Right, and, and but anyways, so what happened, for those who don't remember, is that Tony Khan purposely booked double or nothing longer than expected because game seven of the one of the conference finals in the NBA was going on at the same exact time. And he wanted the last two or three matches to go on after it so that people didn't feel like they missed out. I thought it was a, a stupid move. Yeah, really stupid. You uh, buy, they, they bought the pay-per-view. You're going to get your viewers no yeah, matter what. Quick update, by the way. Uh, the Celtics have a six-point lead with about a minute to go with third. Jason okay. Tatum's actually not shooting atrociously. Eight for thirteen. So by by Celtics uh, plus minus standards in clutch moments, that means they're going to lose by fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, they just need to let, get Blake Griffin in the game. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, that was the match that I think people loved the most in last year's double. Oh, number. sure. They love. I think it's, that's. What? It's wild. It's violent. It's. I think that's what AEW does best. Yes. <clears throat> like I remember Brian Danielson. Just I. He, I think he kind of had street clothes on for that match because it was the uh, BCC versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Everybody bled, mm-hmm. and I remember Danielson was covered in blood. Eddie Kingston poured gasoline on him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it was completely nuts. This one could definitely be that. The other thing that's, that is notable, and I'm not trying to say that Jericho brings those gimmick matches down. In a lot of ways, he brought them up. But this is the first time he's not involved in them. Sure. So you wonder what's going to happen when you have the elite who are wild men of their own against the Blackpool Combat Club. To give you a personnel breakdown, the worst cage match rated wrestler <laughs> in this match is Wheeler Yuta. Like, hmm. Wheeler Yuta is the worst wrestler, the worst worker in uh, among eight men. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, this right. match is going to be insane. Yep. Um, yeah, wow, that's kind of wild to think about, that Wheeler Yuta's... I'm trying to think if, like, either of the Bucks would be rated lower, but, I mean, they have so many good matches that it makes sense that they wouldn't be. It'll, it'll be it'll be a little bit of a whack, a wacky job. Like, I, the Young Bucks have been in plunder matches, too. Like, they had a great one with the Super Elite versus... Uh, I think it was uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Yeah. So, like, they can have one of those really crazy matches. Um, Hangman Page, <laughs> enough said. Uh, and we, and then you got Moxley, who, I mean, he drinks blood for breakfast. And you got Brian Danielson, who, like, <laughs> he's, you know, it's time for him to be real, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that the Blackpool Combat Club win this. Okay. And I think that... We don't see the end. I think we see another chapter. I think Don Callis, I still believe in the Kota Ibushi, Takeshita uh, wrinkles that I've talked about. I think that maybe Takeshita costs the elite. Okay. Um, I and I think it'd be pretty it, cool. 
I have to imagine the screwdriver will be involved somehow. Sure, sure. I would have to imagine maybe like Kenny Omega gets ganged up on and they try to stab him with the screwdriver. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Can you believe we're talking about a wrestling match and the big narrative is who's going to get stabbed in the eye with a screwdriver? Yeah, I mean, right after we just talked about a hammer getting used in a battle royal. Where's Jennifer Smith? Is this the GCW podcast? Right. Hey, listen, GCW is coming to town in August when SummerSlam gets here. I'm not going to SummerSlam, but I might go mm. see some GCW. You are definitely not going to SummerSlam. No, I'm not going to buy tickets. To Do you wish you? We already talked on the previous episode about um you not being able due to work reasons, not being able to go to the Dynamite that was in Detroit, yeah, where Moxie wrestled Omega. Do you wish you would have gone? Oh yeah, I mean if I if it wasn't a work thing, I absolutely would have went. Yeah, it looked like a fun little show. Yeah, I mean, and they, yeah. I think it probably wouldn't have been as good. I don't think it was as good as. The Detroit debut, which was uh, Blood and Blood Guts and last Guts. year. You, that is so hard to top. Yeah. And we had know. a good rampage afterwards, which was when Darby Allen lost the battle royal to Brody King by getting, like, the life choked out of him. Like, right. Remember that? So. <laughs> no, this will be violent. It'll be 30 minutes long, probably, like the other ones in the Stampedes sure. were. Um, it will have some... It'll just have all the crazy spots, and it'll um, it'll be very, very entertaining. Should it go last? If the if the faces win, yeah, because you're going to have a heel champion, spoiler alert, winning right. the title match. Right. So if you want to book it that way, 50-50, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, it, it's double or nothing, and there's a lot of bigger fish to fry in the summer. You got Forbidden Door with a big crowd. You got All In, It, and all in you it. got All uh, and you got the collision premiere so like there's things you can there, there's things you can hold back if you just want to have just a good show and you don't want to overthink it too much sure yeah, yeah and that does take us to our main event the four pillars collide uh mjf taking on sammy guevara taking on darby allen taking on uh jungle boy jack perry i like the concept of this match i like how the challenges have been built in terms of in-ring but we already talked about it. We don't need to go back to that. Well, the promos from the challengers have left. I don't actually. I don't think Darby's done a bad job with his promos. But I think no. Sammy. He also got helped by Sting. Yeah. I think Sting helped yeah. out. I think Sammy and Guevara, or Sam, Sammy and Jack Perry's promos have really just made him look kind of bad. <laughs> well, Sammy, Sammy looked like such a cuckold. Sure. Like he was. MJF's best friend, he gets big time, now all of a sudden he's his enemy, and now he wants to be a babyface of the crowd again, and it's like... It's weird. My, stop whiplashing this guy, like, either he's a good dude or he's a bad dude, can we just keep him on one side? Jungle Boy um, has an air about him, which is fine. It's okay to be a pompous babyface and being a confident babyface. Thank you. That You can thank The Rock for that one. Sure. But, um, like, very, like, overtly confident babyface, but... Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I don't think, has, like, the promo chops to be able to carry a segment like that and not come off as, like, angsty, you know? There's a point in every promo where you're just like, oh, my God, stop complaining, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned near the top of the show that I had a prediction, and it kind of goes in with that. I think – obviously, I'm with you. MJF's going to win. But I think what we could see is a Jungle Boy turn. And I think that they're kind of following the crowd because the crowd's not booing him, but they're not behind him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it has to be a subtle one within the context of the match in which yeah. he would 
basically two like I think he like probably cost body. Darby the match. Right. Yes, um, that's what I was thinking too. You know, um, and then maybe post match he just snaps on him, something like that. Uh, I I think that even to like some of the online discourse has been like, oh, Jungle Boy doesn't even care about promos, and it's like kind of paint him like like as a real life douche, which I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but right. we're in we're in the era where companies are planting stories online to feed into the lines TV are blurred. Stories. Yeah, right. So I think that we the big twist here is not that MJF loses because he's not gonna, but I think the big twist is that Jungle Boy could go heel. Whereas I think what they want viewers to believe is that Sammy's gonna stay heel, and like we're waiting for the Sammy thing, but it's gonna be Jack Perry. Mm-hmm. That's that's my guess. Here- and here's the thing about Sammy Guevara. Like, I remember we talked about this at Full Gear when he was in the four-way for the Ring of Honor belt, which was really good, like, surprisingly good. Um, when he does his, like, rally up the troops, Babes comeback, yeah. as a wrestler, he's just as good a as wrestler, yeah. he's so good that it's almost, it's like Shawn Michaels. It yeah. is so hard to boo him. Yeah. Like, I can actually see Sammy getting, like, the ba- scooping the baby face within during the match. MJF is probably going to get cheered like a god early on, then start doing his devious things. Yep. We underestimated MJF in Full Gear 22, and I think people were right about that one with Moxley because I thought the match was just okay. Um, the one against um, Brian Danielson, he exceeded expectations. Oh, yeah, I think that was this a great, great be, match. I think this one's going to be down the middle. I think it's going to be just as good as people think it's going to be, which is good. Sure, yeah. Good that, enough that's to in a, a pay-per-view. I think yeah. it's a really good assessment. Like, it's exactly what people are expecting, which is like, I don't know, like three star, three and a half stars, right? Does that sound fair? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'll be fun. I remember uh, I remember Kenny, Orange, Cassie, and Pac had a match at Double or Nothing about two years ago yeah, like this. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was probably a little better than I thought it was going to be going in, but it's freaking Kenny Omega. Yeah. You know, whereas with this mm-hmm. one... MJF, Jarby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy, um, the ceiling is at a certain point. You know, Brian Danielson, the ceiling, <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. Yeah. Right, <laughs> you exactly. Know? As Michael Jordan said. But, uh, the, like, I don't know. You just have to know, you have to, you have to, uh, temper the expectations. Whereas for, I think for a lot of people, the Anarchy in the Arena match, and this is why they want to flip it where that one main events, I think the expectations are getting really, really high. Where people are thinking, this is going to be blow away great, this is going to be like all those awesome ECW brawls. Mm-hmm. And if it's just good, people are going to be like, that was so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and it's no, like, I'm with you. And I'm like, and I keep, we talked about this already leading up to it because it feels like a snail's crawl, like... It's just a run-of-the-mill AEW pay-per-view, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to just have a good show sometimes. Yep. I think it'll be, you know, seven, seven and a half out of ten, I think, is where I'm comfortable. So if it hits an eight, cool, you know. <laughs> I need to find my uh, cage match login so I can make sure to put that <laughs> yeah, up Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so. Let's see if I can find Tony. Uh, I'm going to have to call Tony up again and find out what his username is. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like we've talked about this for I feel like a few episodes now. Like it's kind of holding over to start kickstart the summer. And I feel Correct. like the spillover out of this could be. I think that Detroit show was sort of a hint, though, yep. like, hey, we can kick ass again. Yep. Don't, we've we've don't... got some stuff coming down the pipe. So Right. I think that's what that was. You know. So. All right. Hey, man. Um, we're done pretty quick tonight, so let's get into our questions. Sound good? Right. Oh, by the way, we already talked about this. Uh, there's a video game officially finally coming out next month. 
What? Yeah, and is, there's is it Trump Town Hall where <laughs> I can play Caleb Collins? That is that, and that's got a blood mode too, which is kind of crazy. Oh no, that's the Vanderpump one. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the screenshot of the blood mode in the in the AEW video game? Because some people were like, "Oh, there's not gonna be no blood." No, like really? And Look like, at this. Actually, it's the Mortal Kombat of wrestling games. <laughs> it's um, it looks insane. It looks like it's straight out of No Mercy. Yeah, is what a lot video game fans are saying yeah i'm i'm kind of hyped for it like by the way that's the day before my birthday my birthday is june 30th oh awesome that's cool um i am a little nervous that it took so long that it could be a little buggy but man if it's (laughs) even close like if it's even in the ballpark of no mercy in terms of the first sign something was happening was that it was made available for preload quote-unquote in the xbox store which i don't know what that actually means but basically people kind of smelled it out that thing it was coming. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then I, th- I thought I read that some store in, like, Tennessee accidentally leaked the date or something. Oh, like, okay. So. But, but you're, you're, like, where's your hype level now? Uh, like, I feel comfortable at an 8, 8.5 because I'm... Like, say Madden is a 10 and Crash Bandicoot 5 is a 0. <laughs> well, see, you don't know my game taste because it would be the opposite, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's... So- for me, I just want a game that I can just like the WWE games are really slick looking, mm-hmm. and they've the problem with the WWE games for me is they're two K games, and to compare that to like NBA two K, it's a lot of like card building and stuff like that, and it just requires a lot of time. And I yeah. want a game that I can turn on for fifteen minutes if I only got fifteen minutes, play around and get off, you know. Right. Uh, and this feels this feels like that. So my, my my hype level is pretty high. Well, we'll I will be looking very forward to your July review because I'm sure cool. you will have beaten it within two weeks. <laughs> right. I believe I'm in Puerto Rico when it actually comes out, so I'll have to wait till I get home. No, those stem cells have to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting earplugs. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about some questions. Uh, Andrew, after being showcased twice in two different segments, is the wrestling world ready for a stanchion match? Okay, do, first of all, do you know what a stanchion is? I do, yeah. Okay. <laughs> for those who don't know, it's that giant heavy-ass thing that holds the velvet rope. Yeah, like the big black <laughs> Somebody carried thing. it. I think it was actually Keith Lee. I think he carried it to the end of a segment on Rampage mm-hmm. as, like, a weapon. And then I think it was used quite a bit in the Falls Count Anywhere match involving Jericho and Strong. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Stanchions are fucking heavy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> if they hit you in the ribs, your ribs will break. Yep. Not the stanchion, your ribs. Right. <laughs> so I think it's actually a useful weapon. The problem is the volume. It doesn't sound like it hurts. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's... One of those weird situations where it's like, yeah, that actually would really hurt if you know what it is. But in terms of the visual, it doesn't look that good. Yeah, it's like a knife stick. Like, I remember when they had the knife stick match between um, Big Boss Man and um, who's the one that jumped yeah. at the man backstage? Oh, the nails. Nails, yeah. yeah. The thing about a knife stick match, yeah, that's about as dangerous as it gets, getting clubbed with a freaking knife stick. But it doesn't sound bad. Whereas the cookie sheet sounds like... Bang! Oh like, yeah! It sounds like you got shot in the face. Man, when I was yeah. in high school, like me and my buddy Dustin, uh, we would go to the dollar store. I might have told you the story before. I think you did tell it one time. You could tell it again. Yeah, we would go to the dollar store and buy like all those cookie sheets, buy like twenty dollars worth, and go home and just smash each other in the head with. 
<laughs> because it was so loud. Well, it's so you know what? I think we figured out the new spot. Like, I, I know some people figured out the... They've already overdone the, thanks to Adam Cole and John Moxley, the suplex yourself on the edge of the chairs thing. Mm-hmm. Now, we suplex ourselves on stanchions. Yes. <laughs> That's the new one. A stanchion so, match. It's like a ladder match, but you just don't have to get that high. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to like balance yourself on top of it, like in the American right. Gladiator's guts. <laughs> yeah, you have to joust on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in honor of the great superstar Billy Graham, who passed away last week, which not to sound mean, but I thought he was dead already. I didn't realize he was still alive until I heard. Yeah, that he, he died. He died. He died literally like during Dynamite. I think. The like he was. Day. He had several brushes with death in the. past few years then i mean like there's a really good documentary that's free on youtube called three i think it's called 365 days i believe Mm -hmm. where it's a or 260 days where it's basically about the wrestlers on the road and you know they have interviews with billy graham they have interviews with uh bret hart and it's really it talking about like road stories and you always hear those kind of like tall tales but when you start to hear about the dark seedy part of it it's like yeah, and you know agreed. billy graham went through it all you know yeah um but in honor of him passing away who is your favorite wrestling superstar of all time i mean i'm basic but the rock okay when i think of someone whose aura is just ungodly in a wrestling ring the rock dusty Rhodes too yeah i would say rock or macho man for me um I thought about Randy Savage. Yeah, maybe yes. Ric Flair's in there, but like, like I think Ric Flair hung you, around a little too long. You've been to many, many shows. You've seen a lot of big stars before they were big stars. Mm-hmm. Like, were there people where you saw them and you're like, holy crap, I am in I am in the presence of royalty right now. Oh gosh, that's a good question. Let me and no, think. not King Mabel. No, not thinking not talking <laughs> about King Mabel. Let me think. Um Man. I don't know. Uh, like I, I try to think of like ECW shows and stuff that I went to. I remember Rhino Richards was a really big deal at the ECW show I went to. That was before he was even just Rhino. He was still Rhino Richards. I wouldn't say he was a superstar, but like. Yeah. Um, man, that's a tough call. I feel like there's got to be somebody. I just can't it, think of it. And well, also, it's subjective because it depends on who you saw. At well, here's point. one. Um, I went to Chikara and saw Brian Danielson when he was cut, fired by the WWE, yeah. and right. that crowd was red hot for him, and it was made you realize, like, okay, this guy's a bigger deal than people realize. Right, so. and also the context of the show you attend. Like, if I sure. saw TN- if I saw AJ Styles at a TNA house show, some people would be like, oh, yeah, it's just AJ Styles and a bunch of people with mullets watching from ringside. <laughs> <laughs> but AJ... Dude, AJ is one of my dudes. Like, I love yeah, him. Um, also, The Undertaker. I remember watching sure. him wrestle Shawn Michaels and WrestleMania in Houston in one of the best matches ever, and I just thought, wow, these are two goats. These are two goats right here in the ring getting yeah. it on. <laughs> um, fun fact about the superstar Graham when he passed, I saw somebody tweeted a clip of him fighting uh, Ivan Putsky. And man, he looked so much like Hollywood Hogan. Like, really, it was so obvious that Hulk Hogan if, modeled if so early, much after him. I mean, like late '83 AWA promos by Hulk Hogan. Yeah. it sounds just like Superstar Billy. Yeah, Graham. oh, I believe Daddy it. and yep. yeah, yeah. But even All like the the hair like was exactly the same. It's wild. It's uh, like I knew I always knew he influenced him, but man, like 
the way, like he looked he looks like him like it could be his kid or something <laughs> so anyways god bless him right uh okay uh <clears throat> next question who blowtorched their corporate overlord better cm punk behind the scenes right before the collision announcement or donald trump at the cnn town hall show Donald Trump pulled a good one there. I don't think David's ass off was sad because all he wanted was ratings. And at the end, he did. He got ratings. But, like, I felt like he was like, you know, it's like that whole, like, don't you know I'm a snake type of deal. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, yeah, we can uh, we can do this and let's just be fair and balanced. As, you know. But well, then you they see Anders Hooper's, like, somber apology afterwards? Yeah, and then I saw uh, Christy Amapur try to basically crap on it, and she's almost about to lose her job at CNN because they're like (sighs) – the problem is that you have people who are running these networks now who want to try to do both sides-ism, but it's not both sides of politics. It's we want Republicans and Democrats to watch our show. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) It has nothing to do with fair and balance. It has to do with ratings. And it got ratings. Uh, The problem for CM Punk is that if he's not part of Collision – the ratings will not be as good, you know, so it has a reverse effect, Sure, you know. But, I mean, there's just – the reason I said that is because the story that crept out was that CM Punk basically big-time big Tony – I'm just saying this as rumor. I'm not saying it's true. That CM Punk big-time Tony Khan the morning of the upfronts. Mm-hmm. And that's the story. What a dork. What a dork. <laughs> Him out as dark. What a dark. That's what I'm saying. Put him on dark. For, force him to <laughs> force him to honor his contract. Just put him on dark. <laughs> I I, mean, I don't know. What why won't Monty wrestle Cole Cabana? Have him lose to Drillistico. Yeah. <laughs> or Serpentico. He has to he has to lose to each member of Sir, of Spanish announced project. And then he he comes out in a mask and he's named PepsiCo. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi-Co. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, okay. Uh, next question. Uh, Who would get a bigger applause? Let's stick with Punk. CM Punk in Chicago or Morton, Martin Scorsese at the Cannes Film Festival when he premiered his newest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. This is a question normally I wouldn't know the context of, but I saw a clip of uh, Roger Ebert's wife talking to him, and like they all started weeping. So. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a Chicago yeah. reference there with Roger Ebert. The Tony, the Tony Khan Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's a really – have you seen the show Jury Duty on um, Freebie, which is like no. the free version of Amazon? No. Okay. I I know this is over-explaining it, but there it is, it is supposed to be a reality show about jury duty. Here's the problem. One person thinks it's a reality show, and everybody else is an actor. Oh, that sounds like the, the Joe Schmosa show. Correct, but oh, it's, that's incredible. it's very, it's very funny. And one of them is actual actor James Marsden, and one oh, of, yeah, and okay. one, of the, one of the attorneys while he's on the pulpit asks him, "Have you been on any juries before?" And he goes, "Yeah, a can." <laughs> <laughs> but no, he um, they premiered this uh, movie that uh, Scorsese made with uh, Leo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro called Killers of the Flower Moon that's going to be on Apple in November. Got rapturous applause. Martin Scorsese, in the eyes of many cinephiles, is cinema. It's like when people look at Macho Man, it's like, yeah, that is professional wrestling in in a person's body. Like, people look at Martin Scorsese and go, that man is, uh, that's film. Macho Man Martin Scorsese, baby. (laughs) What you gonna do? If 
if CM Punk rolls back out for like, the rumor was that they were going to call the subtitle of the show the Second Coming, mm-hmm. okay, uh, where CM Punk shows up again, he would get a huge applause for sure. I don't know if it'd be as strong as the one he got in twenty twenty one, but it would. Yeah, be- no, I don't think it would. Um, not to say it's diminishing returns. It's just natural that like, you know, you do it again, you're not going to get the same result. Um, right. And I think more people know like. I think people view him, his role in WWE as he was completely the victim, whereas here it's very muddy. Like, some people view mm-hmm. him as the victim, some people view him as the assailant. I, I've got uh, one idea on how to do it. I mean, I could tell it to you now, or you, I, I can wait until we get closer sure to the show. sure, with it. Okay, I like the idea that he just actually doesn't talk and he's interrupted constantly. Mm. And then he does one big defiant act, and then he says, I'm back and leaves. This is my yard now. Right. <laughs> this is my yard now. <laughs> and that's when he's going to challenge the World Heavyweight Championship. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I do think, listen, wrestling fans, not to say that people are all against punk. There are definitely some team punk people out there. But he's taking a lot of crap. But if he comes back on TV and he's cutting good promos again and having, like, he was great. He was great. Well, it's like Donald Trump at the town hall. Yeah, people forget about it real fast. Like, do, do you really think he's going to be, like, bright-eyed babyface CM Punk? Right. He's going to be shitting on people and getting revenge. Right. I mean, that's just, that's that's punk in a nutshell. Right. It, it is. If you expect anything different, you're the stupid one. Right. All right, let's do one more question and we can uh, get out of here. Uh, Andrew. Who is a bigger fan of the Second Amendment? Arn Anderson and his imaginary Glock, Brian Danielson because he has a right to, quote, bear arms, or John Morant on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> John Morant cannot help himself. Yeah, dude. what a that man, man. That man loves guns. I saw some people kind of, like, defending him. Let, and, like, let I, me be clear. Let me be clear. There's not, a, there's not a problem with loving guns. Sure. You know, if you want to defend yourself in America, that's fine. You know, But if you're okay. in a position where you could lose your job by flaunting them, don't yes. flaunt them. That's really freaking dumb. Yeah. Like, and you're on IG Live, dude. I like, know. you can't undo IG Live. And that's the it's thing. Straight- like, I saw some people kind of like saying, like, oh, Jock got hoed out by his buddy who put him on screen and stuff. And it's like, well, why was the why did he even have it? You know, like, right. I get it. Like that the guy like put the camera on him and Jock didn't know that was gonna happen. S- still, don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. What if you know what? Arn Anderson keeps pulling this out. Listen, let's just let's think big for a second, George. Sure, sure. Big what picture. if it's in a what if the Glock is invisible? Oh my god. And he's actually been shooting he's been threatening to shoot people this entire time on national television. <laughs> he's history's greatest monster. <laughs> that boy. And then the Brian Danielson was just a stupid play on words because right. he's obsessed with bears. <laughs> right. Like it, the rumor is that he's gonna be helping book collision if that's yeah the case, i saw that that's cool dude, bear country's gonna be back the iron savages will be dead bear yes sir bear country here we bear go country's gonna be the ftr for the tag team <laughs> clean clean as a sheet and then and then see them bear we're gonna have nothing but bears yeah country bear jamboree it's, gonna, it's be gonna be great sponsored by tout <laughs> out and we're going to have Talking Collision with Brene Paquette at the end. Talking Collision. I love it. I love it. Well, Andrew, uh, I mean, I think this is going to be a fun weekend. I think Double or Nothing, like, it's it's a show that we've talked about. Like, we're not 
super, super up on, but they've right. got a good enough track record to where, like, I trust them. I think the show, if there's going to be a negative, it's probably going to be, wow, that was a long show. You know what I mean? That everybody seems is be... looking, everybody's looking past it. Like, sure. It, sure. Everybody's yeah, that's lo- fair. It's almost like it's almost like the Nuggets and the Heat in the NBA Finals. People are almost like looking past it because yeah, yeah everyone was the teams that they were marketing it for the entire time are not in it. Yeah, let's do. So a they're quick like, ah, who? Yeah, sure. Um, let's see here. Let's see if the Celtics survived another sweep. Oh, looks like the they did. Uh, they're up sixteen with five minutes to go. Okay, so the Celtics are going to keep their so are going to keep their get pride. A gentleman's the sweep. Game. Jimmy Butler wants to win in front of the whole or. Crowd. We both look stupid, and we see the greatest comeback in the NBA history. It's going to happen. Listen, Boston's done it before. The Red Sox beat the Yankees back in oh three, four, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but if but if I have to if I have to check the ball sacks of a <laughs> Alex Rodriguez and Jimmy Butler, I think I'm taking Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So. <laughs> But you know what? As Boris Johnson once said, it's not the size of the ball sack. It's the size of the sack in the ball. As Boris Johnson always says, I'm so tired. Get that screwdriver out of my ball sack. Thank you. 